0: Welcome to the Binge on This Podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. Hey there, I want to talk about a blog I wrote back in December of 2009. This was back when I watched The Biggest Loser, ugh, and I was feeling inspired by inspiration. Back then, I was still naive enough to buy into the transformations the contestants were having. In fact, I still haven't decided if I'm going to delete all the blogs I wrote talking about each episode of The Biggest Loser, but we'll see. But how does inspiration work? What makes a person feel inspired? What does it do for us? We will dive into inspiration and how we can feel more inspired without needing a trainer yelling in our face telling us if we want something bad enough, we should take it. But before I do, I want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in because this podcast is inspired by you and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. It's amazing how powerful our minds can be. Our mind can tell us we're tired when we're not, we're hungry when we're not, and even we're sick when we're not. This powerful tool can be a burden, or it can be our best friend. When we use our mind in a positive way, nothing can stop us from our dreams. I can recall a day when I was out doing my morning run. (laughs) Side note, this is back when I used to run, which is pretty funny now. I used to do three circles around my neighborhood, roughly about three miles. Sometimes that three miles was easy, and other days it felt like ten. So on a particularly difficult day, I convinced myself by the second circle that I was simply too tired to continue. I told myself I was out of breath, my legs were hurting, and I was done. But just as I was slowing down to walk or giving up, a van pulled up behind me. It was a suspicious looking van, and I wasn't very comfortable with its presence. I decided I needed to run to get away from that van just in case. As I began to run it became apparent that I wasn't tired at all, I had all the energy I needed and more. Maybe it was adrenaline, but I still didn't feel any pain. I didn't feel out of breath. I felt perfectly fine. As I was watching The Biggest Loser, the contestants were asked to run a marathon. They started out strong, and then they began to hit their walls. Not physical walls, but mental walls. One of the contestants claimed they were done and even considered giving up. Then they saw a past contestant who gave them some words of wisdom. All of a sudden, they had all this energy. They didn't feel pain, and they felt as if they had just begun. Why? This is the power of inspiration. It speaks to us all the time. Sometimes it whispers. Sometimes it yells. But how can you get your inspiration to yell and your fears to whisper? This is the type of power that will lead us anywhere that we want to go. And as I look back at this blog that I wrote back in December of 2009, it's funny because it's so simple, and yet I have so much more to add on to it now after, you know, almost 11 years. And first of all, let's talk about those walls that we hit, and then we'll dive deeper into inspiration because we all have a stopping point. That's what we call it, stopping point. The stopping point is either the... It's the point in which we perceive we can get to. So there's a point in which we say, I don't think I can go anymore. So it's that limitation in our mind of what we think is possible for ourselves. And what when we have it from that perspective, then all somebody has to do is show evidence that something else is possible, and we can push through it. A good example of this is the um, fastest mile. So for a long, long time, it was stuck at, I think it was, Uh, four minutes. I don't think anybody could do a mile in under four minutes. And years and years and years went by. And all of a sudden, somebody did it. They broke the record. They ran the mile in just under four minutes. And then from there on out, shortly after, tons of people blew through the record. They were running well under four minutes. And so that was the stopping point, right? So if someone's mind is able to see a limitation and get stuck by that limitation, a lot of times they won't push past it until they see some kind of evidence that it can be done. And it doesn't always work from somebody else accomplishing it. So for example, for me, if somebody said, you know you can run the mile under four minutes because you know Joe Schmo did it, I'd be like, cool for Joe Schmo. Um, It takes me 10 minutes to run a mile, so I don't know how on earth I'd ever get to under four, right? So even though tons of people now have done it, it doesn't really feel possible for me, but I'm also not inspired to do it, which is a big part of why it hasn't been done for me. Now, if I felt like with every bone in my body that I was meant to run the mile in under four minutes, it'd probably be a different experience. I'd be inclined to train and I'd be inspired to do that. I don't really care about running the mile. I do care about a lot of other things though. And so it's important to have a perception of possibility and inspiration there. Now, going back to this idea of a stopping point, so sometimes our stopping point is what we perceive we can do because either it hasn't been done before or we just think, there's no way I can do that. And a lot of times the stopping point isn't even necessarily a, a perception of what we can or cannot do, but just extreme fear about the unknown. So we get to a point where we've traveled a road before, even if we didn't like the outcome of that road. And when we reach a point when the road is less clear, So we don't really know what direction to go in. It's unfamiliar territory. There isn't already a paved road to go. Then we will a lot of times stop because it's too scary to keep going. So these are the stopping points. And the examples I gave in the blog that I wrote for myself in the running, I had run that run, the three circles around my block, a million times. And so it's not that I didn't think I could do it. But what happened at that point was that I allowed my very real physical conversations that were happening to overwhelm myself. So as soon as I started to feel the physical sensation, I allowed my mind to tell a story about it. You're too tired, you can't do this, etc, etc. So why it's important to look at that is because yes, adrenaline got me through the rest of that run because I was scared of that van. And I felt like it was sort of my survival instincts to run faster and to run farther. But on top of that, what it did for me when I got to my house and I was, you know, short of breath and I escaped the, you know, quote unquote proverbial bear, I realized that that energy was there, meaning it was possible. Now, whether or not I wanted to do it as a whole nother story, but we're just saying that it's possible. I had the ability to keep running. My legs weren't gonna buckle down from underneath me, and I wasn't going to, you know, have a heart attack and die because of shortness of breath, which is what my mind was essentially telling me was going to happen. We really call this mental toughness. Now, I'm not, I got really big into mental toughness maybe about a year or so ago because I was reading all of David Goggins' books, and he's like the mental toughness guy, and he pushes through things in ways that no human probably ever will. And that's cool for him. And at first, it was inspiring. I was super inspired. I was like, what? If he can do that, then I can do this. And I thought that that was probably a really healthy way to continue on. The challenge with that, though, is that it took me away from connecting to my own intuition, my own inspiration, my own desires. And it sort of replaced all of that with this need to push through to prove that I can, right? Just to prove I can. And so it's like, well, where is that coming from? You know, there's not a lot of times in my life that I haven't endured or persevered or pushed through limitations. I'm not I don't do it physically very often. I'm not going to lie. I didn't do sports growing up. I don't really enjoy physically challenging myself all that much. Except in areas of like dance or yoga, but a lot of that is more mental than anything. But I don't really enjoy physical challenge. And When I watched The Biggest Loser, I remember thinking, good Lord, I would hate every piece of being on that show. But I do like to push myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually all the time. I very rarely sit and get comfortable in any area of those. And what I realized after trying to push myself in what I chose as running to build my mental toughness, I realized that I wasn't enjoying it. I could do it. I could do anything if I want to, but I didn't want to. And that I really enjoyed pushing myself in other ways. And I enjoyed finding my stopping points in other ways. And we often only look to the physical realm to find ways to push through and to find ways to challenge ourselves. So we use exercise and we use these things as a way to show that we can do something that we originally thought we couldn't. But we don't have to do it just physically. We can do it mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And this brings me back to the point of the stopping point. You have stopping points in all aspects of your life, not just for running. You have stopping points from how willing, uh, vulner- of how willing you are to be vulnerable. You have stopping points of how willing you are to show your connection to someone or to feel loved or to, ex- or to sh- uh, send love. We can challenge ourselves spiritually with our trust and our faith. We can challenge ourselves to see what we are willing to endure in terms of discomfort with the unknown. There's a million ways we can challenge ourselves, but it comes back to this idea of inspiration. What are we inspired to do? What do we feel a deep desire to do? Because if we're just inspired by the physical, I'm inspired to look a certain way, I'm inspired to be able to move a certain way, I'm inspired to run a mile in a certain amount of time, those will get you so far. And they'll work for a period of time, and they're exciting when we accomplish them. But they don't usually give us what we're really looking for. And that deep spiritual, emotional, mental growth that we all crave, or most of us crave, that more fulfillment, more life, doesn't usually come from the physical. Now, it can be an analogy or a metaphor for it. So we say, wow, I didn't think I could do 20 push-ups, and then I did do 20 push-ups, so now I think I might be able to do other things I don't, didn't think I originally could do. And that was really what I loved about being a personal trainer, I didn't love making people die on the floor. I loved seeing them push through what they originally thought they could do and using that in other areas of their life, going, well, I didn't think I could do a pull-up and then I did, so maybe other things are possible for me. I love using exercise for that. What I don't love using exercise for and what, why The Biggest Loser became such a turnoff for me was that because... It became only about that. It became about how much can you push yourselves, and how willing are you to endure and how much mental toughness do you have and all of that being measured by your ability to be physical. And that's not the only way. Not everybody is meant to be that physical. Not everybody's meant to challenge themselves athletically or in the gym. I'm certainly not. At least for now, who knows about the future? So what are you inspired to do? What feels exciting and exhilarating? And yes, makes you feel uncomfortable. Yes, create some, oh my God, that's the unknown. What do I do? I've never done this before. It's kind of, you know, that nervousness, that anticipation that we often think is fear, but sometimes it's just excitement. And what of that feeling that we have about the unknown and the fear and the exhilaration and the anticipation and the excitement were all positive things that actually brought about positive things in our body physiologically and then mentally emotionally spiritually so i want you to look at your stopping point first and say where am i willing to go and where what always stops me you know in terms of the weight example usually the stopping point is if somebody gets on the scale and it doesn't move Um, you know, at first that might be motivating. And then after the hundredth time of that happening, it becomes pretty demotivating. And it tends to be when we give up and say, forget it. Why am I even doing all this if it's never going to work? A stopping point can be more of that feeling of, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm capable. I don't think I have the skills. I don't think I have the, the guts, the bravery, the courage the stopping point can be what's never been done before and we're feeling blocked because no one else did it. Maybe no one else did it in your family or no one else did it that you know personally. Our genetics, for example, can be a stopping point because we have these ideas of what is possible for us because of how we were born or what our genes say. So what is your stopping point? And then what are you inspired by? What feels actually inspiring? And if you look at the typical goals of somebody that wants to change their bodies, change their food, change their exercise, it's usually very externally or physically based, So they're inspired by a six-pack, they're inspired by fitting in different clothes, they're inspired by these physical things, but can you be inspired by other things? Can you be inspired by the idea of feeling really peaceful and free in a body that you don't fight with or hate or at war with? Can you feel inspired by the idea that you can accomplish things that you've never accomplished for on a mental, emotional, or spiritual level instead of physical? And I don't want to keep planting ideas of what you should be inspired by because I want it to feel natural and intuitive to you, but I want you to move by inspiration versus what you think you should be doing or what you've known others to do or what has been sort of laid out in front of you in the past or what you've done before. Like, wouldn't it be pretty freaking cool to accomplish your ideal body without having to sacrifice all the things that everybody else in the world sacrifices to get it? And obviously, this is something I've accomplished, but it doesn't really matter if I've accomplished it. It only matters if you think you can accomplish it. And if you don't think you can, why? What's going on there? What's the conversation? Why is it not inspiring to you. Instead, why are you fighting to prove it to be true? I can't tell you how many times I've I've had people want to actually argue with me about the truth behind how I've done this weight loss thing. Well, that's cool for you. I can't do it that way because that'll never work for me because I always have to diet because they're fighting for their limitations. And it's not their fault because we're conditioned to do that but I want you to look at what's inspiring and ask yourself, why am I not being inspired by the very things that I want so desperately, so deeply? Why am I allowing those to feel limiting? Or why am I allowing them to feel like it's not possible just because I haven't done it before? Well, duh. If you haven't done it before, it's going to feel hard, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. What's the Thomas Edison example? He had to fail at creating a light bulb how many times before he did, and he never stopped because he was inspired to do something. But usually people that I run across are so intimidated by the very idea of accomplishing the very thing they want so desperately and deeply that they can't even feel the inspiration because they stop it before it even starts. I invite you to stop doing that, to get clear about what you want and feel inspired by it instead of limited by it or defeated by it or hopeless about it. Just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean it's not possible. Even if no one else has done it before, it still doesn't mean it's not possible. The desire is in your head, right? Where do you think it came from? That's how inventions happen. People have ideas in their mind. They're not in the real world yet, but that doesn't mean they're not possible. And if they weren't possible, why would we have the idea in the first place? It's at least going to invite further conversations and further innovations from that thought, even if that's not the exact thing that's meant to happen. So if we follow our inspirations, they may not take us in the direction we originally thought, but they'll take us in the right direction for sure because it's yours, your inspiration. So look at your stopping point. Look at what inspires you and ask yourself, why am I not just moving by my inspiration? Why am I allowing other things to get in the way of that? Or why am I allowing myself to be blocked just because I haven't seen it happen? And how else can I challenge myself besides physically? How else can I bust through limitations and stopping points besides physically? Where else would I like to grow if I didn't feel like it was so celebrated or so needed to be athletic or physical? Like what if the world changed and we praised and and felt more like excitement about mental, emotional, spiritual growth than physical? How would that change things if people were like, Not, wow, you did 20 push push-ups, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. But what if you're like, I busted through my limitation of um, my blockage of faith. Like I now trust inherently and feel safe and secure in this world. What if you said that and people were like, that's amazing. What if they celebrated that the same way they celebrated 50 pounds of weight loss? How would that change things? It doesn't have to be about other people. It doesn't need to be about other people, but it does need to feel like it's important to you. And if it's not, why? Why are we just celebrating physical things, external things? Why? Yes, I know the rest of the world does and the culture does, but why are you if you are? Notice what you seem to value. Notice where you praise other people. And a lot of times we'll see exactly where our own limitations are. So fly by the seat of inspiration, and I can't wait to hear what inspires you. Since you are a loyal listener of Binge on This, I want to invite you to my brand new online training. It's totally free and it'll teach you the four steps to permanently end weight gain and live in your ideal body for women that have tried every possible weight loss method. You will learn exactly how I lost my weight and how I teach all my clients to do this without restrictive dieting or extreme exercise. So if you've tried everything to lose weight and you're looking for a better way to live and don't want to battle weight and food anymore, this is for you. Just head to totalbodyhealthsolutionscom forward slash webinar. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and let your friends know about this podcast. Share the wealth, all right? I'll see you next time.